Yeah. I mean, for me, normal life is like, I get a call saying, hey, can you work tomorrow? And then it's like, well, I guess I'll cancel all of my other plans and be ready to work. So now it's like, I know that I'm not going to be working tomorrow and probably not next week. So I can schedule things without the fear of having to cancel. And that's been really nice. Yeah. One of my really good friends is a, uh, a stuntman, Casey Hendershot. And he is like this way. I had him on a show not that long ago and we were talking and he's like, yeah, we're used to this in a way in the community because you can go months without work, but mm -hmm. it's, I can't imagine. That's kind of tough not knowing when things are going to start opening up again. I guess so. It's, it's a weird situation for me because I actually was, I had a doctor's appointment scheduled to get stem cell injections in my neck, both shoulders and both elbows. And I was going to have to take two months off from work and have another month of like recovery to get back to full strength. And so I was pretty much had everything lined up to take two to three months off the day they called the lockdown. And so, but I got it done oh, all good. of it. So now I'm like almost three months out, almost back to a hundred percent strength. And it's normally, it's kind of like, you can't go through a normal strength training cycle because I get so sore from training at my limit. And yeah. if I get a call after a leg workout being like, hey, can you come jump from rooftop to rooftop tomorrow, oh my pace myself more. And this is like, this is an amazing opportunity where I'm like, okay, well, I actually know that I'm not working next week. So I can train as I want to, to get maximum benefit to make sure that I'm fresh for who knows what may happen tomorrow. So it's been a very useful time for me. So working through injuries is, uh, I can't even imagine. And like in the stunt world, it's like, it, it could be a career changer, a career ender, and, and having to work through that, I can't imagine, that's stressful. It can be. I think it's made me a lot more adaptable. I've learned, I, I have a very good sense of exactly what I can do with a sprained ankle or with a torn shoulder or, um, or an unstable knee. I've learned really well how to work around that. I had to do a fight scene once where I actually got to do the choreography and I had just gotten permission to pivot after an ACL surgery. So I just did all the choreography with every pivot happening on the left leg. And I, like, I wasn't supposed to have to perform it. I was just supposed to teach the act actress. Um, but I choreographed it in a way so that if I go safely, so it's like you learn how to maneuver without one leg. And then when you have two legs again, you're so much more adaptable Learned how to work minus one limb. <laughs> in every way <laughs> so then when i get back to 100 percent, it's like whoa it's like superpowers Gosh. now one thing i wanted to talk about too is how do you get into like the stunt world when your background is like i saw your education was aerospace engineering that's kind of an interesting transition um, a lot of people said that i i majored my first year in aerospace engineering um i'd studied lots of like physics and calculus in high school um, and then transferred to University of Nebraska, where I majored in theater. Oh, okay. And so to everyone else, it was like, you're an athlete and majoring in theater. And that's a weird combination, but also engineering. And it, it sounded so odd to other people. But to me, it was just like, this is such an obvious combination. Like a stunt person performs athletic feats. Yeah. 
in a theatrical way and has to know how to do the physics to make sure it's safe. Like it all comes together. And it, it wasn't that I knew I was going to be a stunt person. It was just that I knew these were skills I felt like I needed. And as I acquired them, I became more and more qualified to be a stunt person. So then when I found out it was a job, it was like, oh, perfect. I've been preparing for this. In your background definitely helps, especially like gymnastics, martial arts, and discipline. <laughs> you know, discipline is key for anything mm-hmm. that comes when something is a job like that. And I think that's what people recognize the most is if they have a professional on set with them, they can call them back and they know they're going to be there. So more kudos to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about doing stunts is um, someone, when I was new, they were like, we're like the, spe- the, we're like the special forces. We're the people they bring in when no one else can do it. And mm-hmm. when they have a crazy idea at the last second where they're like, I know this was just going to be a tackle, but instead, can you do a flip off the fence, kick off the car, flip over the actor run and then get tackled? <laughs> they're like, I don't know how that works, but let's figure it out in the next 10 minutes and make impossible things happen in a very quick amount of time and improvising and MacGyvering things. And it's such a fun process. And I'm constantly thrown into this situation where it's like, and then we do. And I, I love that process. I am um, a master of duct tape. I can make almost anything out of duct tape. That's where like one of my just... proudest skills, actually. <laughs> when an injury comes in, you just duct tape, duct tape it, tape it, back it together. up. <laughs> Preferably not, but <laughs> it's not my oh first my choice. Gosh. But yes, that would be an option, I suppose. I also carry kinesio tape, which is preferable for taping bodies back together. But, yeah. but yeah, duct tape would work in a pinch, I guess. <laughs> except that it would show on camera. You can't, can't show the tape. That's, that's true. That's true. That's what uh, costumes are for and stuff. You can't, and you can't put makeup on duct tape. No, uh, not very well. Duct tape is like the best invention ever. Um, it, it's fantastic. I have gosh. like multiple colors right now. I actually made a special high heel shoe out of cardboard and duct tape. It has <laughs> a retractable heel so that like when you run, it completely collapses. So it's oh, like yeah, first. that's actually really smart. But it's spring-loaded, so as soon as your heel comes off the floor, it looks like a heel. I'm trying to manufacture these and sell them because they're so good for your feet. Like, they're way healthier. They don't cause damage to your feet like high heels do. And they work your calves and develop the muscles all through your legs. But they look fancy enough that they can pass for business and red carpets. I like it. You better patent that right now. I, yeah, I... <laughs> I need to learn how to do that. Me too. Get a partner. I need to get a partner who yes. actually knows how to make real shoes versus duct tape shoes. You know, the duct tape prom dresses, the duct tape suits. I love them. I actually just made a Robin costume out of duct tape, uh, like Batman and Robin. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. It turned out really good. <laughs> we, uh, and that brings me to Wonder Woman. Now, my daughter yes. and I were watching, we had to watch Wonder Woman for like the 50th time today. I don't know who likes it more. <laughs> uh, her or me but it's just I love the character man I love you know and having a daughter is like you know my son is like you know he he does his thing he plays his video games and stuff but she is just so powerful like with the swimming with soccer with everything that she does and when I told her you were coming on a show she was like oh my gosh it's like we watch Ninja Warrior together too the effect you have on girls after accomplishing like Ninja Warrior how has it changed you I mean, it it brought you like you were doing a lot of this before, but now you're at the forefront of like, quote unquote, women women empowerment. Um, I think it's opened me up a lot socially and just widened my world of understanding that I can have an impact. Um, 
the actions I take in my daily life. It's like, I, I just love training and pushing to my limits. Um, but before I was kind of doing it on my own. Whereas now I feel like I have this whole community of people and women behind me who are looking up to me. And so I feel like yeah. as I do it, it's not just for myself. I get to directly interact mostly through social media, but sometimes yeah. in person at events with people who didn't know that they could be strong, who had tried stuff and were told like, oh, you can't, that's too hard for you because you're a girl. Um, and who now have watched Ninja Warrior and are like, well, maybe I can do it. And getting yeah. to interact with them and give them fitness tips and be like, no, no, it's normal that it feels impossible. That's just how it feels at first. Just keep doing it. And here's a progression you can do. And so getting to feel that impact and getting to actually be helpful and make a difference in people's lives. Um, I guess I just didn't know that I could do that before. And now being able to is so fulfilling. And um, there's a lot of like young girls that I talk to through Instagram who ask me lots of questions and, and it's been really fun helping answer those questions and learning from them and doing like live streams with them where they I've had them um, just like teaching me random skills that they like doing. And it's really fun to sort of give them a platform to talk and, and just learn from them. You know, in, uh, I'm glad you're out there. I'm glad you had this platform to, to spread that message this year in the military, actually the past few years in the military, you've seen women come and do things that you could never imagine before, like going through ranger school, which is one of the toughest schools in the military. And now there's just nothing holding anybody back based on gender. And that's a powerful message for the next generation. Yeah, I agree. And that's, that's been my experience. I know it is a huge uphill battle for a lot of women to work their way into different businesses. But for me, because of the women who have gone before me, it just feels like we're full positions. People want to support us on the way up. And I mean, that could be unique to me. I don't want to say that it's, that it's an easy thing now. Um, but it's, it's really exciting to see how much support there is for us to prove how strong we are and work our way up and defy impossible. Yeah. And you're, you're saying be your own hero too, is another huge one, you know, cause I love that one. <laughs> it, it is. I love it. Um, there's one, one of these companies I follow is like, it says nobody is coming and it's up to us. And it's kind of like mm -hmm. the same thing. It's like, you know, sometimes you have to be your own hero. You could look up to other people, but it really does rest on you. Yeah. I think it, it works for me in a lot of different ways of like, I want to know that I can always take care of myself, that I don't, need to wait for someone else to rescue me. I can figure it out. I'm strong, confident, capable. I can get it done, whatever it is. If I don't know how I can learn. Um, but also I like to think of it in terms of like, you know, what, if I were looking up to my hero, what would they do in this situation? Like someone that I really admire who is, who could handle this, what would they do right now? Just try to copy that mm -hmm. and be that hero that you want to have in your life. And that brings us back to Wonder Woman. <laughs> yes, what is Wonder it? Woman. <laughs> yes, yes. What is, did you work on the first Wonder Woman? So I did about two weeks on the first Wonder Woman. I got to do a lot of what we call previs. So it's kind of like live storyboarding in a way. It's mm -hmm. like we have, we have the script, the stunt team, and we know generally the idea of what the fight is supposed to look like. 
so the stunt coordinator choreographs and we shoot the whole thing and we kind of pick, okay, well, this kick looks best from this angle. And we shoot and yeah. cut the whole thing together in a gym in workout clothes, maybe with like t-shirts that represent which character we are. And then we submit that to the director and they go, oh yeah, this is the right general idea, but we want this character to look stronger at the beginning. And this is the reversal point. Can you do something more dynamic? And we redo it. We get it so that when they go to shoot it on set with costumes and actors and everyone's around, we have this map of like, okay, this is exactly how we're going to shoot it. And then, you know, some directors stick to it really closely. Others do their own thing in the moment. Um, what works best for us and what is our second best and how to work around everything. Um, so yeah, I did, I did some of the previs for Wonder Woman um, getting to do uh, some, not, not doubling, but being Wonder Woman in the previs. Um, in the rehearsal period. And then on the second one, Wonder Woman 1984, I was all over the world um, with them for 10 months doing various stunt related things. <laughs> what is that like? It's, I mean, it's just like full immersion in a different world. It's like you completely lift yourself out of your normal life and get dropped in a hotel with, I mean, you're just with this team all the time. Like there is no life outside of it. You're just on set all day, five to seven days a week. Like you, you just wake up, you go straight there, hair, makeup, shoot until dark or later if you're inside, go home, sleep and come back. And so it was basically that for 10 months. It's wild. It's wild, but they become your family um, and you're all in this together working to get it all done. Make it amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is because it's just like it has to, everything has to be amazing. And so you're taking everything to the top level and you have all the resources to make it the best it can possibly be. Um, and the challenges are so exciting, just like I was talking about before getting an impossible challenge and having to solve it so quickly and being like, oh my gosh, we just did that. We did it. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I got to do some of the most fun stunts I've ever done. Um, and just to be more deeply involved in the full process. So it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I did As stunt people, we're always training for the wider shot, for the bigger thing where you get to see exactly what we're doing. You can't really see what's going on. And so even if we do like a super big flippy kicky twisty thing, it, you can't tell what it is. And so when you can actually see the action and what's happening, it's really validating for us to be like, I worked really hard on this move and I got it and they got to see it. So I love that. Now, you've let's let's take Wonder Woman out of the variable. What was a favorite? Okay. The favorite thing you've put, worked on so far in the act? Gosh, I still go back to one of my very first things. It was doubling um, Beth Rees graph on leverage. Um, she's a very acrobatic cat burglar, and so she and she's like an adrenaline junkie. So she's always like jumping out of windows and stuff. But I got to jump off of a. I think it was a 36 foot bridge onto a moving train. Oh and so the calculations of making sure that like we're jumping from here and there's a gap between the trains. So you have to jump when the gap is there and fall to land in the center. So calculating the timing and also the spacing. Cause I was jumping with one other guy. Um, and uh, so just like figuring that out and knowing the stakes are so high because if you time it wrong and you fall between two box cars, yeah. That could be death. <laughs> you know, death. Um, but like, that's why you were so careful and calculated with every little piece. And, 
And then I got to spend the rest of the day leaping from boxcar to boxcar. And there were blackberries that we could like reach from the train. And it was so cool and so much fun. But I got to work on a couple seasons of that show. And the crew was so nice. And I love them. And I'm just always doing fun things. And now eat much, much bread or I eat lots of beets, beets and carrots. So yeah, so fairly low on the carbs. They're so nutrient dense. Okay, so my favorite thing now is slicing them like potato chips and putting garlic and salt and usually coconut oil and then baking them. And they don't actually get very crispy because I honestly am still guessing at how long I'm supposed to cook it. Um, And I burn it like so much. I'm like addicted to beets and carrots and turnips. Like, you know what? I know I have to start. The turnips are, they're also lower carb, but high nutrient density. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like them like the canned beets or the cold sliced ones that they have at Sally Bars usually, but when they're baked with salt, uh, garlic, and oil, it's so good. (laughs) Uh, I lived in San Diego for years. I miss the weather out there. Oh, it's so good. So I imagine you like living on that coast better. (laughs) I'm just a summer person. I want it to be summer all the time. So I love that like, like my winter here is there's maybe one night the entire year where it gets just barely cold enough to kill my tomato plants, but not quite. Like if we put a tarp over the tomato plants with Christmas lights, that's uh-huh. just enough heat to keep them from dying. So I have tomato plants that will last for like two to three years before they get completely out of control and we have to uproot them. But we've been doing that every year. So now all the, t- the cherry tomatoes that dropped have left seeds everywhere and I have tomato plants popping up all over the yard on both sides of the house. I don't even know how they got there. We have some under the trampoline. And so even if we don't go grocery shopping, we're going to have a food supply for years just from the tomatoes. uh, It's a fun change in the format this year. Yeah, it is. Because it it was something that I always noticed last year watching because it's like if you put two competitors who are presented as everyday people together and they compete against each other, you you know what they are because it's just two people you don't know competing against each other. So when you bring in athletes of known ability, yeah. you can be like, oh yeah, that guy has won Super Bowls. You know he's like the top level at something. Um, and so to see these people competing against high level athletes that we already know and recognize, it gives us a reference point to see how incredible these everyday people are. Yeah, and it's completely different. And that's one thing about watching it is like, everything is different. It seems so intense before, you know, if you're out after one competition and now everybody is like, they're really battling and you got to be smoked as a, a, as both a competitor and as a Titan. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I consider us in the same boat basically. Um, as far as we're just, we're doing these new challenges that are different from anything we've ever done before that are pushing us to our limits. It's a very different type of competition than anything I've ever done. Um, I was pretty intimidated when they invited me to join. I was like, guys, I am going to be very bad at this. I'm going to try my hardest, but this is not my strength. (laughs) Um, And it was really cool the way I had to to change all of my training to prepare for this. And it's made me such a better, well-rounded athlete in the long run. And I've adapted a lot of my training to continue on afterwards. But um, as a stunt person and as a ninja, we don't do literally anything that lasts over two and a half minutes without rest. Almost everything I do is 10 to 30 seconds. And it's sort of like, 
for the end of the year at national finals, we know we have that stage one where you pretty much have to run straight through with only two times where you can stop for breath. Mm -hmm. And that's two and a half minutes. You can usually finish it in 2.15 if you do it efficiently. And I've never trained for endurance over that. And these challenges on Titan Games can be like four to 10 minutes long. Yes. And it's like, oh, wow, I'm going to have to change a lot. Like, how do you build that much endurance? Because I had about 10 weeks to train for this, um, including recovering from my neck stuff. So, so there's that. But also everything I do is like body weight related. Like I'll sometimes yeah. do weighted pull-ups and stuff, but I don't, I don't lift heavy weights. And so I was like, this is the like the core part of what they're challenging you on on the titan games so it's this game of like how do you build as much lifting strength as possible in eight to ten weeks and um it was so good for me i'm continuing i'm going to try to build more strength that way but um going into it a lot of the women on the show can squat more than double what i can squat so it was just like wow how am i gonna how am I going to keep up with this? How am I going to use strategy to work around the fact that I know I have certain weaknesses? Um, and it was, it was quite a challenge, but then, so then add much Dwayne, fun. the rock Johnson in there too. Uh, he's intimidating as can be. Oh, he was so cool. <laughs> I can't imagine. You think, I don't know. He's so, he's so warm and friendly. I, <laughs> I really enjoyed meeting him. Um, he was so cool too. And like in the promo where they were introducing all the, the, uh, reigning Titans is what they called us. Um, in the script, he was supposed to call me a crazy stunt woman. And, and like, that's the opposite of how we want to advertise ourselves. We're smart. We're calculated. We don't take stupid risks because this is our job. Um, and so he immediately, before he even said it, he was like, can we come up with a different adjective for her? And I was like, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, and, and he wouldn't film until we came up with a better way to describe me. And I appreciated that so much. Um, Good. And um, I don't know if you know, he used to be a host on um, the Taurus World Stunt Awards. Because um, we no, don't, I didn't know that. stunt people don't get recognized by the Oscars. And so we used to have our own, uh, we still do. We still have like the Taurus World Stunt Awards and and the stunt people vote and everything. There's different categories like best high fall, best uh, work with the vehicle, uh, firework. It's it's really cool. And so we used to have this huge like party and award ceremony at the end of the year. And he was the host. And so for like the best high fall, a helicopter literally flew over the stage and a guy jumped out of it, landed in the boxes on the stage and handed him like, the the winners of the category and for like the best fight they had people in like stilts and these huge like i think they were like mantis or giant costumes and so they did a fight on stage as just like 12 foot giants and it was like the creativity that went into this it was by far the best awards show i've ever seen granted it's in the category of things i love um i do not there, have a- yeah i guess there wasn't funding for the awards there how do you not have stunt category though? That's okay. If we're going to do one political thing on this show, it's going to be why is there not a stunt category in the Academy Awards? Yeah. 
Yeah, I know a lot of it comes from like the old way of thinking that they wanted to maintain the illusion that the actors are doing all the stunts. And there yeah. are many actors who do a lot of their stunts, but there's almost a stunt person, always a stunt person standing by. But the award that we're pushing for is not for a stunt double, it's for the stunt coordinator, yeah. which takes nothing away from the actor in any way. And so they're the person who creates the action like like i described in the previs they they do the choreography they figure out how to tell the story through the movement uh like how the car chase is going to go like what is going to tell the story in the most exciting way and then they keep everyone safe and they bring in yes. like the engineering that will make it all work and so it's it's definitely something that deserves an award um and well, just so, like you yeah, mentioned they've, before. they've been pushing for this for over 28 years yeah. now, I think. Just like you mentioned before, you mm -hmm. show up on set thinking you're going to do a couple of tumbles. And then in order to make the scene right, you have to put in all this technical aspects of a scene. That takes a lot of logistics, not just in equipment, but mm -hmm. in trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah. And the way they work with all the other departments. So, you know, if I'm doing something where I'm falling on the asphalt, that's, it's going to suck. Like falling on the asphalt just sucks. There's no way around that. But the stunt coordinator prepared with set deck weeks before and said, oh, okay, we know yeah. she's going to be falling on the asphalt. This is the location we're going to use. So they talk to locations and they're like, okay, this is the spot it's going to happen. Let's get this one inch high density foam and paint yeah. it to match the asphalt. And so they have that prepared. So when we're setting it up, they're ready with that because that's going to tell the story and keep me safe. And you don't notice it on camera um, or sometimes they can paint out the edges. So it's just, it's really cool being able to have that person looking out for us, but planning ahead and making it look amazing in the safest way possible. Jesse, I am very, very impressed with, with everything that you're doing. Is there anything we need to look for? Like I know your social media is cool, Instagram and everything, but is there anything right now that you're promoting, any causes or just anything you want to raise? I feel like there is. Wonder Woman 1984. That. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> Obviously. Titans. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I Warrior. mean, so yeah, keep watching Titan Games. Keep keep watching Titan Games. That's on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 should be coming out. I believe it's scheduled for August. But the date keeps getting pushed back, but yeah. hopefully soonish. Um, I just did. Um, I just shot a scene at home for a charity called the Nerdologues. They were donating to um, uh, a charity for feeding children, um, and then but the second wave is going towards the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. But basically, you donate I think ten dollars to get access to all these monologues. So they reached out to a bunch of like known people and offered them a list of monologues from iconic nerd culture movies <laughs> and TV shows. And so we all got to pick like, here's a scene we want to do. And so I shot a scene with Batman and Robin in my living room. Um, so it's not technically a monologue because I played Batman and Robin, but it was, it's, it's really just to entertain people and raise funds for good charities. Oh, awesome. And so that should be coming out this week. I'll have a link on my Instagram. Um, oh. But it's, it's open for anyone to, to watch um, just as long as you do the donation to the charity. So that should be really fun. It's called The Nerdalogs. Yeah, all right. I'll make sure I put links to that <laughs> everywhere. Well, Jesse, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This has been fun.